The Chicago White Sox finished off the season in the most fitting way possible, uh, losing big to the Minnesota Twins and ending the year with an 81-81 and record. Uh, Wednesday's game was basically over after the first inning. The roller coaster ride of 2022 is finally over, and now the offseason has begun. Hopefully, serious changes happen, and they happen soon as the White Sox look to get back on top of the AL Central in 2023. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Just search Locked on White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time once again to talk White Sox. Uh, Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked on Podcast Network your team every day. So many questions that need to be answered this offseason. Jose Abreu's final act was as silent as the offense on Wednesday. The way the Sox lost their final game was very similar to their 2021 ending. Uh, And more of my managerial thoughts. Uh, State of the White Sox, they finished the season 81-81, and uh, second place in the AL Central, finished 11 games back of the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, White Sox lost, and they lost big to the Minnesota Twins Wednesday afternoon, 10-1, a very fitting end to one of the most disappointing seasons Uh, of my lifetime, and I know I'm not the only one uh, that will say that. Um, I think about uh, 1993, such an exciting uh, team for me. Really, uh, you know, it was that good guys wear black. Uh, You had uh, Frank Thomas, of course, Robin Ventura, and Ozzie Guillen, and, uh, you know, on and on, and, and Blackjack McDowell and the pitching staff. And how exciting that team was and to get bounced by the Toronto Blue Jays who had an outstanding team. Uh, That was disappointing. But then 1994, so crushing for so many different reasons. Of course, uh, the Sox had an amazing team once again, as we all kind of figured they would. uh, And the strike uh, happened. 2006, expectations so high after the World Series. uh, Sox were predicted by a lot of folks uh, in the know, of course, to go right back to the World Series. And, hey, they had a successful year. They won 90 games. But to not only uh, miss the division, but also miss the postseason, that was tough. Uh, 2000 was a difficult year. Uh, Of course, these years where they made the playoffs and they just didn't uh, make it to the World Series crushing. Uh, 2000, such a fun year. Uh, Frank Thomas had 
in my mind, should have been the MVP uh, that season. Lost to the Mariners 2008. Uh, of course, we were just celebrating the anniversary a few days ago, that game uh, 163, the blackout game, uh, and then what happened to them against uh, Tampa. I, I was there in the stands uh, when they were bounced out of that uh, playoff series. Didn't want to leave the stadium because that was such an exciting, fun, scrappy team and the way they got into the postseason, so exciting. And, of course, you, you got to think about uh, last year. Uh, that was a, a team that you felt maybe they were destined. Uh, everything they overcame, they, they, they were exposed in so many ways in the ALDS. Uh, and to know that we're not even going to win a postseason series, leaving the ballpark, dejecting. Uh, so expectations, of course, uh, were there in 94. Uh, they were there in uh, 2006, just like they were this season, uh, up and down, up and down all year long, waiting for the Sox to, to get on a run. We had it there shortly when Miguel Cairo uh, took over as acting manager, but you know, uh, Cleveland came into town and, and that, that was that. I, I was at the game on Wednesday with my wife and, and my son and uh, my wife asked me, you know, uh, is it going to be difficult uh, to say goodbye uh, to, to everything, you know, to the ballpark, to to the games, to the whole, you know, everything that goes along with White Sox baseball? You, you know, you get into a routine, you know, where your evenings are set up and consuming uh, White Sox content and, and just meeting up with friends, the tailgating, everything, talking to uh, buddies, family, coworkers about the socks. It's a, it's a six to seven, seven month journey. You know, it, usually it is very difficult to say goodbye. And I, I had, I gotta be honest with you. It's kind of easy to say goodbye this season. I, I think it's because of how bad and how disappointing this team was. And there's a part of me that knows th this needs to end. So some change can occur. You know, I went to the game, uh, as a lot of people, I think, went hoping to see Abreu one final time. Jose Abreu uh, requested a day off to watch the game alongside Miguel Cairo uh, and taking the game from the manager's point of view. Uh, in the post game, Miguel Cairo did talk about uh, how they tried to maybe get Jose Abreu out there some way to be honored by the fans, but uh, I think it's just Jose Abreu's way, didn't want the attention. And uh, that did not uh, happen. Uh, it was odd walking around the ballpark on Wednesday. Uh, you know, it was an afternoon game and uh, not a horrible crowd uh, for the last game of the year. I uh, had myself uh, one of those Cuban Comet sandwiches, uh, one of my favorites uh, in the ballpark. Definitely going to miss the food, uh, that's for sure. Uh, so normally, you know, I am disappointed uh, for White Sox baseball. Uh, to be gone. I, I, however, it's just a little easier uh, for some reason this year. I because maybe because I want change to happen. It, it feels like 2017, uh, 2018. You know, enjoyed enjoyed the Sox. That that is. I mean, I don't have an off season uh, sport. The White Sox are my off season team. You know, eat, sleep, drink White Sox. So it, of course it's difficult. But I was kind of excited to get the off season going. What kind of moves are going to be made? How are we going to get this team better? Uh, you know, what prospects will we see? The developments. And, and I guess that's where I'm coming from with 2022. You know, I, I want to see the change. There needs to be change. It, it has to happen front office, possibly coaching uh, staff managers. 
uh, players. You're going to see some new faces. So as soon as we can get that going, and it has felt like this season's been over for a while. As soon as we can get get that going, uh, the better. It's kind of, kind of comparing uh, Wednesday to game four of the ALDS. Perhaps you were at that game as well. It was very difficult leaving the ballpark uh, last year. Uh, that was a sad, sad day, especially after uh, game three, kind of blackout game 2.0, the, the highs of that game, the excitement. And then, of course, the, the weather came in and, and there was a, a rain postponement postponement that moved things uh, a day off. And that was a tough game to sit through. Just kind of processing most of the game, uh, you know, having to say goodbye to that season, which was such a fun season. Uh, 2021, you know, I was crushed because that team was exciting and to be bounced out of the postseason so quickly, it was dejecting. Uh, leaving the ballpark this year, I got to say, confusing. Uh, not sure where this team is headed, uh, but hopefully uh, brighter days, you know, will be with us in late March, April, you know, even think in mid-February. Uh, when pitchers and catchers start reporting, you just hope there's a, a different vibe, a better vibe for this team to get back on top of the AL Central. Uh, Wednesday's uh, season finale was a very sad goodbye to a season no one expected. However, it was on brand for the White Sox. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores of every sport out there. Uh, the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. So, like I had mentioned, I was there for this uh, on Wednesday. The season wrapped up uh, with the Sox losing to the Minnesota Twins ten to one. That ten to one final, uh, just like in 2021, Game Four of the ALDS. Uh, you were walking out of the stadium trying to wrap your brain around a 10-1 defeat, and that's exactly the feeling on Wednesday. Kind of eerie, kind of bizarre. Game on Wednesday was basically over in the first inning. Davis Martin was on the hill. He went an inning in two-thirds, uh, gave up seven hits, nine earned runs, uh, had a strikeout, and he gave up two home runs. He left the game with a bicep injury, uh, hopefully it's nothing too serious. Uh, Davis Martin had a, a really good season with the White Sox. It is not easy to bounce back and forth uh, from Charlotte back to Chicago and, and all points in between. And he put up some really nice numbers, I thought, for having you know not a ton of experience and being asked to to do what he needed to do in some tough, tough games. So, well, I mean, we'll we'll break down Davis Martin uh, in the uh, in these off-season episodes, but not a good showing though uh, on Wednesday. The bullpen they they did a really nice job. They had to cover seven and a third innings. You had Velasquez, Bummer, Diekman, Ruiz, Lambert. They only gave up one run, uh, which was nice. But again, uh, things were pretty much over, especially with the way the offense. Uh, handled things. Uh, a little bit of a bizarre lineup from Miguel Cairo. 
uh, Elvis Andrews, Yoan Mankata, uh, Vaughn, Sheets, Harrison, Peyton, Gonzalez, uh, and Ingle and Perez uh, were your lineup for Wednesday. Uh, Noah Jimenez and uh, Noah Brayu. Sacks offense, just one run, eight hits, two extra base hits. Carlos Perez uh, with the lone RBI. Uh, Sacks were one for eight with runners in scoring position. Uh, so it is the end of the roller coaster. Lots to process. Uh, I don't, it's going to take a while to really kind of sit with uh, how things went sideways. And they kind of had been going sideways for a while. You know, there was always that hope that they'll figure it out, right? They've got the talent. Uh, this team is going to start performing to the back of their baseball card, as a lot of folks would say. It just didn't happen. Uh, hopefully, though, the front office uh, get gets back to work as soon as possible. Uh, 20, 2011, um, you got to go back to that season 11 years ago. That was the last time... There was a season where we knew there was going to be a managerial change uh, while games were still going on. Uh, of course, Ozzie Guillen uh, left two games uh, with two games remaining. Don Cooper was the manager for the last two games of the season. I still don't. I still haven't gotten a straight answer answer of what happened to Ozzie Guillen. I have heard he was traded to the Marlins. That he quit that he resigned, that, you know, a lot of different happenings. But anyway, he left with some games remaining. Don Cooper handled those. Uh, so we knew there was going to be a change uh, before the season was over. In this year, we, of course, have known there's there's going to be a change for a while, it seems. It's kind of felt like, uh, you know, we've been thinking about 2023 uh, for quite some time. I, maybe even before the Guardian series. You know, we were holding on hope, like, they sweep the Guardians. Uh, they're right back in this division. Anything can happen. They, they hold the tiebreaker. And, and, you know, we still have some baseball to play here. Uh, you know, after that game one and then the way they played, of course, we, we've been thinking about this offseason and next year for, for a long time. The telecast has featured it, the radio broadcast, a lot of questions. You know, the NBC Sports Chicago pre and post, uh, Chuck and Ozzy. Uh, you know, hypotheticals of, of what will this team look like? How did things go uh, so wrong? Uh, players, uh, coaching staff, front office, you know, manager, a lot, a lot of names are going to be different. Uh, in terms of managers, you know, I'm, I'm still thinking about this every day. You know, I think about, you know, are there any new names that, you know, I can be kind of high on and I'm not really driven by names right now. I know there's a lot of folks in a lather with uh, Espada and Lombard, and that's in the top of their lists. Uh, hey, I get that. You know, maybe maybe they they interview well, and uh, they are a perfect fit for what Rick Hahn and company are looking for, and they are given permission to, you know, uh, bring in their staff and and really do it right. Of course, Bruce Bochy and and Willie Harris keep popping up. Joe Madden. Uh, was on uh, in the Chicago Sun Times front uh, front page, uh, the sports section, uh, how Joe Madden should be the next manager, and you know, as the NBC Sports Chicago post game wrapped up on Wednesday, Ozzy Guillen spoke a lot about what it would feel like to maybe uh, come back to manage, maybe if it's the right fit, talks to family, you know, it gets an interview, all that kind of stuff. So Guillen's name is still there, uh, and until of course it's not. 
Rick Hahn said a bunch of stuff on Monday. Uh, who knows what is really true? Uh, will they really go outside the organization and find a fresh perspective? So, no, I don't have right now, you know, a lot of guys. I, I've liked Sandy Alomar Jr. for a while. Kind of confused why he's never been a big league manager. There's Maybe there's something to that. Maybe he's comfortable in his in his role with, with Cleveland's organization. Maybe he just hasn't been a, a good fit, but I just feel like he's been around uh, winning baseball. He has gotten to see firsthand from one of the better managers of, of my generation, uh, Francona. Boy, he has been so successful. And Sandy Alomar Jr. has watched that and has been involved in that process. I, I, I think he'd make a good manager. I don't know if he's going to be a good fit for the White Sox, but what I really want is a thorough managerial search. I mean, find the right fit, really do a search, you know, and, and I'm sure they've got their guys right now. Uh, but I, I hope they bring in a, a bunch of different candidates with different types of perspective and experience. And, you know, it, every day there's going to be, I think, a new twist to this. You know, this is the time to do it. It is the off season, but uh, Lockdown White Sox has you covered. Uh, more on that in a moment. So uh, it's, it's it really has felt like we've been talking about the offseason for a while, but here it is. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for passing this podcast along to so many other Sox fans. Uh, I appreciate you know bringing my passion and perspective and, and love for the White Sox to you on a daily basis. Uh, uh, this is episode 133 uh, of in-season uh, actual game content uh, episodes. Uh, it has been a wild, wild ride. And uh, again, I, I, I don't take it lightly uh, that, and, and I've met some great, great folks, whether it's just, you know, through social media or in person and, and the kind words and to know that you know, I can maybe bring, you know, I can maybe make this experience a little bit brighter. It's been a tough, tough season. I'm a lifelong diehard fan. I just don't say it. Uh, this is this is me through and through. Uh, so I, I'm bummed that the season's over, but I do appreciate this opportunity to be with you. And, and I thank you so very, uh, very much for uh, just this, the continued support, the listens, and, and for passing this podcast around. Uh, the off-season uh, for Lockdown White Sox uh, will look a little different. Uh, when big news breaks, uh, Lockdown Sox will be there. Uh, it should be an eventful off-season. Maybe not a lot of money is going to be thrown around, but new faces, I hope. I plan on taking a little bit of time off next week, uh, Monday through Friday, just to kind of decompress, uh, process everything. Uh, but the goal is for Lockdown Sacks to be a pretty much a daily uh, podcast through the off season. So uh, continue to pass this podcast along to other Sacks fans in your life. I really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sacks podcast absolutely everywhere. You find your podcasts. We are on Twitter at Lockdown Socks. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Socks your first listen. Now make your second listen the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league wide podcast. Locked on MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever 
you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I will try to make some sense of what happened this year. I'll go through the numbers and explore uh, what went right and what went wrong. Uh, really appreciate you making time once again for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morawski, and until next time, go Sox!